can. You can lust after a job. You can lust after a person. You can lust after a thousand likes on your Facebook. All of that releases these same these same hormones. Now, and and like you said, and like we've been harping on this whole time, just don't rely on that being the norm. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. This is where you get news, notes, and information to help you rise above the unwashed masses to live life on your own terms. This is one of your hosts, Dr. Tony Dufresne. The other host is... Lexi Rodriguez, what's up? Sorry, you had a hard pause, and I thought that was my chance to just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's because it's because usually I do the whole thing, and I figured, well, you know, this time know. you can you can just do it for yourself, give prop yourself. Totally. So this week is actually show ninety six. We're coming up to the one hundred. Wow, so two, what are we gonna do for one hundred? I don't know. That's actually a pretty good question. Depends upon. What the hell we want to do, I guess. Yeah. Right? I really haven't I haven't thought of, I did just, Depends let's, upon let's just, what the fuck we want to do. Let's just get there. Ladies and gentlemen, first. that's entrepreneurship <laughs> for you. Let's just get there first and we'll go from there. So hi for all Don't the video. Die <laughs> in the next seven weeks, please. Right. No, no, it'll be it'll be that'll be a month. It'll be four weeks. So you figure four more shows, four weeks. Yeah. If I can get you if I get your yeah, ass well, in I was four getting weeks myself in a row. Seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. That that's about right. Actually, that's perfect. And for you video people, hey, how you doing? Uh, we're remember we're posting this on uh, YouTube, and it's also going to the website too, to javabo.com. So we're posting the videos as well. And you know what? I really do apologize for my appearance in most of these videos, but this is like my happy chill time, and. You can't pay me to put mascara on. You have nothing to apologize time. for, Lex. You're just an incredible I'm slouch, and now everybody Thank understands you. that. And, and they Good, can perfect. So, <laughs> so this, so this week we're going to go over something that you brought up, and I want to do a little bit of a different angle on how to approach this particular topic because I think that I s- define it because from from the psychological background, I think I define this differently than you do. Yeah. Uh, so let's just it's it's about lust. And it's and you brought it up because specifically um, it was like the dangers, right? Is that is that kind of what, how you? Yeah, wanted to, I just uh, think I think on? yeah, I want to focus. What I want to focus on for our listeners and my clients is that lust can direct your energy left or right, good or bad. It could be amazing. It could be really good for you. But you have to have a certain type of control and a certain sense of self to really play with lust the right way it's kind of like playing with fire i would say is like you're playing with this emotion and it feels good and why not explore a feeling that is making you know you happy or making you excited or inspired or whatever why not i want to get you guys to the point where you can explore those emotions but on the other side of things and i think that's where a lot of us stand and millennials and millennial entrepreneurs and just people in general this is a this is a broad subject base we could talk to anyone about this is it yeah. could be dangerous and i want you guys to be able to handle it well and handle it with grace and a little class and don't let it drive you crazy i think i have an idea of where you're going with it but there's a, there's some very subtle differences between different types of lust and it, and i think it probably be good 
what I'm thinking, is to go through certain definitions and let's nail it down in yeah, terms of what, so you're, many, what you're talking about. Yeah, there's so many and it's all very um, yeah, particular it, to the person. Well, it is. And it's and, and again, let's let's take that into consideration too, even though we go through this and if we happen to nail down a particular definition or, or a particular angle on how we're going to approach this, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to apply to everybody the way that we are specifically talking about it but i think you get the picture you know what i mean i mean totally I think, you get I think it overall in general i think we're talking about the same thing so here's what i'm gonna talk about so the common way lust is defined common if you go to dictionaries online you know regular you know books you know remember those things with paper pages and mm-hmm. i you know, love you open books they smell so you, good they uh you def- you can define lust as typically as very strong sexual desire or as a psychological force producing intense wanting for an object or circumstance fulfilling the emotion. That's like super basic, generic type of a thing. If the, Now, the Urban Dictionary uh, definition is the feeling you get when you see someone and all you want to do is fuck the shit out of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just which, want to hit it. You just, you just got to hit it. Now, from a psychological standpoint, uh, and not to just dreadfully bore people so this is a real quick it's an altered state of consciousness and it comes from the amygdala remember we talk about that all the time the amygdala is that little piece back here in the limbic system it's the lizard brain it's the fight flight or freeze part it's it's that first impulsive type of uh energy that you get and basically that stems from a primal urge to procreate totally so so that's that's really the the if you want to look at it from a, just a lust raw animal standpoint I think that's what we're talking about here now is right is that what you want to talk about because you you can also go another step further because it gets more evolved as we have evolved and it gets more evolved into an attraction phase yeah I think that um our listeners are pretty evolved and they're listening because they want to continue to self-develop. So I want to kind of go a little bit deeper. I want to talk about, like you say, lust is attraction and every, that's what people think when you first hear of lust. You, you think that some girl walks in and the doves fly from her sides and you know, you, that dumb and dumber song plays and it's fucking Lloyd and Swanson or whatever, Samsonite. So <laughs> you, it's not that Lloyd scene. <laughs> this is um, more about the mind, I think, because okay, this good, is good. Where... okay, good, because that's where I, that's exactly what okay. I wanted to hit, actually, because that that stuff is super duper, just animalistic, and it's pretty easy to explain, and I, I would think it'd be a pretty boring show. So here's what I want: <laughs> what you're talking about is uh, there are three stages uh, generally accepted of love. You're like, yes, you picked the right box. No, wait, uh, now well, we you, go you here. Uh, see, the right, the right box in this circumstance is the one that I think is right. <laughs> totally. That's what I'm saying. But you were <laughs> so, like, right? wait and wait and wait and got I'm it. Like, I'm like, da, 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 da. yes, that's exactly where I want to go with it. Uh, there's a lady named Helen Fisher, and she's in, uh, in at Rutgers University, and she actually proposed three stages of love, and this is kind of a generally accepted three stages of love thing. The first stage is lust and what we just talked about. Lust is the first stage for her, which is the sex hormones. It's testosterone and estrogen. It's just wanting to, to hump somebody, basically, is what it comes down to. The, but the second stage is the attraction stage, and that's what we're going to – we're going to mesh those two together. In this yeah. show. So the attraction less. Now, here's what she says about the attraction stage. It's the amazing time when you're truly love struck and can think of little less. Scientists 
think that the that three main neurotransmitters are involved in this stage. Now, this is where the chemical release happens. This is why it's so good because your body's literally setting yourself yourself up. It's getting you high on this. It's getting yeah, you high on like, the attraction what, of this other person. What a lot of scientists have compared it to is the psychological effect of cocaine. Oh yeah, that in fact is my not fact, that yes. I've ever done cocaine or anything, but that feeling is like you could conquer the fucking world and it's a good feeling but just like drugs and any drug you have that come down at the end of your high and that's that's where i want our listeners to know how to navigate that come down because whether it's cocaine or lust you're going to come down from it and you have to be able to make the right decisions at that time good you will okay now i'm going to go through the i'm going to go through the educational part about this and i'm going to set you up you ready so here's here's what happens during the attraction phase from me if from a chemistry standpoint in your body and this happens every single time there are hormones that are working now the first one's adrenaline everybody knows adrenaline you get the adrenaline rush now in this in this stage of falling for somebody, it activates your stress response in, in increasing your blood vessels of adrenaline and cortisol. Now, this has the charming effect that when you unexpectedly bump into your new love, you start to sweat, your heart starts to race, and your mouth goes dry. That's what adrenaline does to you in that stage. And we've all been there when we see a crush or somebody we've really into, really into walk by and we start to get nervous. And I'm the last person to get nervous, but trust me, I am such a doofus when I'm talking to someone that I'm into. And that's well, yeah, because, because that, it's a, yeah, it's a those emotions reaction. fuck me yeah. up. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a natural, unconscious reaction. And it, and it happens because it's trying to protect you. Yeah. And, and that's why we can't control it. That, that's like, the whole thing about, you know, it's just like boom it just like boom it happens and then honestly it you know it's not about not it's not about keeping yourself in such control that that won't ever happen because that'll never happen you you can never keep that from happening it's just a natural instinct to keep you alive and it's awesome it's love love. you want to feel that like we don't want you not to feel these things we want you to know how to feel them exactly then now the second uh hormone that comes up is dopamine now, Helen Fisher asked newly love-struck couples to have their brains examined and discovered that they have high levels of neurotransmitter dopamine. Now, this chemical stimulates desire and reward by triggering an intense rush of pleasure. It has the same effect as taking cocaine. And there's yes. your cocaine. There's your cocaine reference. Mm-hmm. Now, the the um, and then she, she she suggests that couples often show the signs of surging dopamine. Increased energy, less need for sleep or food, focused attention, and is exquisite delight in the smallest details of this novel Ness, relationship. Less need for drink or food. Yeah, less need for. I I don't think they're they're talking wine. I don't think they're or, no, or, but or that's like funny drink. because that's yeah, it's I just. Mean, that's why it's so dangerous. It's like if something that you're not even doing, if just this human interaction is making you lose your appetite, whether it's good or bad, that shit's crazy. That shit deserves to be explored uh, well, and know, individually explored. Like you, people listening at home, take some notes during this test or this test. <laughs> take some notes during this There is podcast. no test uh, for the record. <laughs> we no will not test. be emailing you a test at the end I of the show. Not but a test. take some notes and then... Figure out how it works for you as an individual and what type of love language you speak. Yeah, you know, we're talking about this this uh, creating almost it, – because it, it's an addictive uh, trait. It's an, addict, an addictive characteristic because that's what – do 
and it would replace if you had a food addiction, if you used it to comfort yourself, this would replace that. And that's why they're saying instead of, you know, going to the fridge or going to get the ice cream, if you're bored or if you're just sitting there and you're lonely, then, you know, this would happen. This is kind of it takes the place of that addictive thing. Now, the third thing she says in regards to hormones is serotonin. This is this is the and finally. So she says, and finally, serotonin, one of love's most important chemicals that may explain why when you're falling in love, your new lover keeps popping into your thoughts. Serotonin gives you that that overall big, fuzzy, warm blanket on a cold night feeling. Yeah. That's kind of what serotonin does. And so and it so it creates some positive memories and an imprint in your mind that way. So those that's all the stuff that's going on as you're going through this particular stage now that now the issue is is that what you talked about it doesn't last yeah and so, so and that's what and that's what you're referring to you're you're referring to the lust part now i thought you were gonna you were gonna talk about or you wanted to bring up the fact that this could be a dangerous yeah so uh, what i'm part referring, as well yes yeah, so if you go if you feel that feeling and you allow it to let you um if you allow it to bring you to making decisions like manic kind of manic decisions that you wouldn't be making on your own, or if you allow it to let you jump into something really fast and, you know, sometimes you meet someone and you're like calling out of work cause you want to hang out with them or you're putting an idea or a business plan to the side because you want to hang out with them because that feeling is taking over. And I'm not saying it can, it's a horrible thing, but if you are doing things that are negatively affecting your life because of this positive feeling, that's when it becomes dangerous. And that's when the come down when it starts to fade away, becomes even more dangerous and um, and and hurtful, I think, to yourself. And so yeah, the point is. the point of this show is to kind of just bring awareness to how not dangerous, but how much effect this emotion has on you and be aware um as you're dating or feeling these things with your your um significant other that you've had for a while you might be feeling certain emotions that you do need to dig into and research not just react yeah you know it's so tough because it's almost like you're you're trying coke for the first time or you're trying you know whatever and you just and it's like you're in. I mean, because it, it's such an addictive thing. It releases all of these hormones, which make you feel amazing. I mean, that's why heroin is so hard to get off of. Because heroin is like this oh, on yeah. steroids. I mean, that it, that it, it, and it it allows your body to release such an abundant amount of all of these chemicals that you just don't want to go back to feeling you know back kind of back and forth. That the issue comes when it depending upon who the person is, even the most grounded self-centered person getting into a situation like this is going to have a a a response and they might slack a little i mean that's kind of the natural way of of doing stuff if you find somebody and you get involved in this your focus naturally wants to go to this it's not because you're thinking well i because i want to do this because i want to release the hormones it's because all of a sudden this person has come into your life and this and they create some level of fulfillment which you can't do on your own or you haven't had when somebody else now the problem the big big problem happens when 
people are, you know, you've ever heard of addicted to love? If you have people yeah. like that, where they go, they go relationship to relationship, and this because mm-hmm. it, it, this is and this is the stage that they're looking for. This is the stage that they're craving, and the, the problem totally. is, totally, when this stage goes away, they go away. Because and that's like, why people get out of relationships they've been in for a while because that lust feeling is naturally gone because at yeah, this it, point it's supposed to right I mean it's, right and at yeah. this point like you are now engulfed in love and this person's being you are no this is no longer getting to know each other stage and you're right is that excites people it makes people wake up early and go to the gym it makes you even <laughs> focus harder maybe on your um on your business because you want to impress them. And those are the feelings I want you guys to bottle up and keep with you because lust can be really helpful and it can be fun and it can bring amazing nights and memorable moments that you'll have forever. But it's that come down. So it's like if we could feel up here a hundred percent of the time and then also we're holding those moments so that when we do get into a relationship that's going to last a little bit longer than the lust stage we have those moments to kind of pick out when we need them because yeah yeah that's a good point it's perspective sure yeah and being in a relationship is like you need when you're riding that shit until the wheels fall off you need to be able to have those spare fucking tires in there somewhere that you can pull out and pop on because that's what a grown up real relationship is. And I think getting older, I've learned a lot about the fact that you have to work at a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people are just like, no, because I can throw that away and then feel it with this person. But Mm -hmm. you might be spreading yourself too thin. It's like you have to and I've probably been in love more times than I can count. I, I, I in love, love or love. in lust. I mean, you know, I what, lo- what, what are we you talking know, that's about a, here? Yeah, that's a good question. But I would you know. say, uh, personally, I, I'm confident with, with when I love someone, I love someone. And I think if even if it means that I just loved them, I loved them being who I was at that point. I absolutely love them. Now, maybe two years, three years later, um, as I've evolved, I've become someone else and someone new um, that I won't love the same way I did three years ago. And if yeah, you're and not that, and continuously that's just about, uh, more mature, trying to right. evolve with yeah. even with love, you will lust. You know, like you will love. Well, yeah, too many well times. you'll you'll get stuck within the attraction. Evolve phase. with love is get, really what it yeah, is. Yeah, you'll get stuck. Well, let let it's it's a uh, mini pop quiz, Lexi pop quiz time. Ready? Hey, here it is. Uh, I'm going to give you signs of lust, and then I'm going to give you signs of love, and you tell me where you lie on a lot of this stuff. Okay. Okay, but a lot of these I don't. I I kind of like read read into a lot of this, and I think that they they could be for each category. They so could I'll, be. Well, I'll, I'll uh, chime I, in that. Uh, way. I don't know. Yeah, well, okay, they could. I'm, okay, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so you say they could, so I guess they could, right? Is, is that how this works? Yep. <laughs> this is how the Lexi world works. Yeah, I, I think that's I, that pretty much sums everything up. They All right, could, so, though. So signs of lust. And this is from this is uh, basic psychological, super general thinking process. So signs of lust is you're totally focused on the person's looks and the body. You're interested in having sex, but not having conversations. You'd rather keep the relationship on a fantasy level, not discussing real feelings. You want to leave soon after sex rather than cuddling or breakfast the next morning. And you are lovers but not friends. I, I always love the line. Uh, I, I, I'm not a 
I, that that word kind of bums me out. I I only, <laughs> I only like it when it's between the words meat and pizza, but uh, but in in this context, lovers, I don't. That's so. I don't know. It's I just, so it's, like you It crawls up the back of my spine. It is. It's just lovers, cre- it's just, lover. It reminds me of Sex in the City. There's an episode yeah, where she that, she calls him my lover. That's exactly a Sex in the City term. Yeah. For that for that group of chicks. Okay, signs of love. Uh, you want to spend quality time uh, uh, together other than sex. Well, can I speak on that first one? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you don't want me to throw all these out and then you can kind of go back and forth? Well, really quick. I want to okay, touch well, on um, the attraction to one's body and their physical appearance. I think that lust can also be attraction to someone's mental state and the way that they speak and the conversations that you've had and the deeper thinking that they bring to your table. I think that that's lust too because I've had many dope conversations where I'm like, holy shit, I think I like this person, but I really don't. But we just had like a cool conversation one day and I'm like, yep, that's him, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to be careful when it comes to that too because someone can say all the right things coincidentally and you may think that that's your future husband when really it was just a cool conversation that you should appreciate at the moment i don't know why this is my thing is i feel like everybody these days feels something cool or sees something cool and they get all excited about it and it's like oh my god he's so hot he's tall he's everything i want like he's the one i'm gonna date him i want his phone number like let's go talk to him it's like relax you think they go? They jump right from uh, zero to one hundred. I mean, is I that, see do, that are you a seeing lot. that a lot? Why, oh yeah. Why do you think that's the case now versus how? I mean, and it, it, exactly. You know, I mean, it, so, do you think it's just a? Do you think it's a social thing right now that everybody? My has to thought find the one on it, what? and as I've been kind of exploring, is no, I. But I think that clearly, as I'm just watching Anderson Cooper, um, clearly. There is a lot going on that kind of dilutes the coolness and the intellectual and loving part of humans. I think that society in the past few years has um, dehumanized people, whether if it's I mean, I mean, whether if if it's people we're dating or friends we're making or employers we have. I mean, come on. There's these dating apps that are so shallow. And I, you guys know my opinion on that. There's. um chauvinistic presidents i mean there's so many things that i think are uh, are hindering our thoughts on how humans should be that when we meet a cool human or we see a cool human we're we're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god we get excited and we're like i want you you are mine don't look around you know what i mean because it's rare and that's sad and yeah, in, you know, in I, people's I, I, world, it's rare. So, is it rare? I mean, we've is, talked is, about is our, this a million times, right? But is it rare, or is is the perception rare now? Because you have such you have such douchebags on television now, because that seems yeah. to be the way. Because people love seeing train wrecks, and so they love watching Kardashians, and they love watching uh, the Real Housewives of of wherever, and they love yeah, watching. Yeah, but those aren't that, really the people that, that are listening to our show. Yeah, you know? but, but but I'm talking overall in general in terms of because we're talking about we're not talking necessarily about just the people that are watching our show. We're just talking about the people that you're saying. You know, as soon as they find somebody with some level of connection or some level of humanity then immediately that's like the one or they or they they really put a lot of emphasis yeah. on on almost trying i think it's to fit rare the square, i think they're trying to fit the square pig into the round hole too when that happens and if yeah. and if that's the case you're going down the wrong road at the at, at the very very start and it will not end the way you want it to end 
Right. I think that people need to stop giving so much credit to someone who's polite or opens the door for you or um, says fucking thank you or helps the old lady across the street. Because you know what? In my neighborhood, I see old ladies being helped across the street. It's seriously storybook. But anyways, you can't <laughs> give too much credit to those people and expect wow, that's, it. That's I think we sad... need to hire Oof. our expectations and be blown away, be literally swept off of our feet like in the storybooks, like in the old days. And this is hilarious because this is something that I it's like back in the day before social media, before all of these the dilution of um what love could really be. It was great. And we talk to we talk so much shit about Generation X and all that bullshit. And it's like this is something that I really want to like give them a round of applause for is like you guys had to get e- to know each other. Yeah, straight it was it up. was a it you was had a different no gig. Yeah. other way to get to know someone other than going to their house, knocking on the door, sitting there with lemonade and chatting, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, there was a and lot then, of lemonade. You couldn't read into their social media and see what they were into. You no, couldn't do all of, that, of these no. gnarly things that are now possible. And I think that's diluting the feeling, the the powerful feeling of lust in a positive aspect. I think that's why lust is so dangerous is because we don't know how to control that feeling anymore. Yeah, and I think especially because of the times that we're in, the uncertain times and the fact that we're so bifurcated which means we're so split to one extreme or the next i think a lot of people are trying to find refuge they're trying to find comfort totally and i and i and i think that's why lust is such a in with its addictive aspects of it i think that's why it's uh, why it's happening that way i think that's why the online dating is such a thing because it's almost you're almost it's almost dialing this up exactly in terms of setting yourself up to where one person is attracted to another person and totally both both you guys creating that feeling but you know what exactly but it's not as good it's like doing bad cocaine and then shitting your pants in the club well it's about (laughs) yes good 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 example i i would say it's like it's like doing coke and then coming down the next day because when you do some a drug like that all the drug does is it stimulates it stimulates your own body's ability to to create these chemicals. Well, what happens is is that once the drug wears off and the stimulation goes away, your body's left going, wait, now we're donezo. We have no reserves. We don't have any more dopamine. We don't have any more adrenaline because we spent it all because because it, it artificially got sucked out of the glands. And so now you're left with zero. And that's why people totally. crash. And that's but let why me, people let crash. Let me bring this up as we're on this topic really quick. Is you're right. I love that you brought that up. Is when we do these social media dating sites and we put ourselves out there, this is what we're doing in a nutshell. We're writing a bio and we're saying we're basically trying to predict what will make someone lust because that is the first emotion you have when you potentially are um, thinking about dating someone so you're like what am I going to write to make this dude want to click on me and then Mm -hmm. you are matching with him you're attracted to him he has a cool dog he likes to hike whatever whatever but you are creating this feeling but you're putting um you're putting a cap on it because naturally, if you just were aware at the grocery store and locked eyes with the beautiful guy over there with the blue eyes and whatever, whatever, um, that 
that natural lust is going to feel so much better. Yes, this digital lust is going to feel good, but it's not going to feel as good. And you're wasting those hormones and those feelings as you would if you waited naturally. I know I see your faces. Well, it depends. (laughs) But you know how I feel about social uh, media dating. I I think it's so ridiculous. But you are a hopeless romantic. You're a storybook person. You just, and you just said it in terms of the fantasy, which I have zero issue with. I think that's a great, I think because, I, I think because if you should, pay because attention more, to the signs, well, it's there. Yeah. And, 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 and it's possible. It is, it, well, it, it can be, and it's possible, but here's the problem. The problem is, is that if people get, especially with online dating, the way that it is and the way things are set up the way that it is, people are looking for quick fixes and it all comes down to be instant gratification. And that's, and that's a generational issue. I have to say, and it's, it's way, way worse. It was bad with us because the baby boomers bagged on us Gen Xers because of instant gratification. And now it's 10 times worse with you guys because of the internet and the way that it's set up and the way that you can instantly connect and just swipe right and, 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 you know, go on, do your thing. You instantly get into this whole thing about the surging hormones. And then when it crashes, more than likely it, it's going to crash. And that's the expectation. That's the expectation that's put on that relationship. What you're talking about is, is that creating a long, a deep, long lasting relationship, which if you want to do that, this will come up and that's great, but you cannot have the expectation that this will last longer than, than when it should. There's a reason, an instinctual reason why this stage happens. And it's for us to get together to have babies. And so we can survive as a species. But in terms of how you're looking at it, and to create long-term relationships, when this stuff starts, when you start coming down from this, and all of a sudden you see that your significant other uh, leaves toothpaste crust in the sink, or you know, or they don't, or they don't rinse their dishes off before they put them in the dishwasher, or all those things where you are all of a sudden starting to see those little things, little those little chinks in the armor, then. You know, that's what's happening. That's the reason why that's happening. And it's okay. Because, totally. because what that means is the person is becoming real. Yeah. And, and you're seeing, and you're seeing all of the, you know, the nooks and crannies in this imperfect, perfect person. Because you know what? Newsflash, we're all like that. We all have imperfections. And there's not one person on the face of this earth can get with another person that, that is totally cool with every single thing that other person does if they're past this stage and they want a long term, deep, friendship-based relationship where you know that that person's got your back because really that's what it comes down to you want a relationship with somebody you want somebody that you know you can count on you can trust them and they got your back i think that there is that perfect lust feeling though that you can that will last a long time but it all comes with Keyword, ladies and gentlemen, awareness. So I think that you can <laughs> what a, you can what a really you all. can really operate uh, with lust. You can operate positively with lust, and it, it's awesome. It feels good. You create, and not only do you create as an individual, you create together. And this is still lust. Lust isn't a bad thing. But that's a good I have point. A you, you can still generate this. You can still yeah, generate, even if totally. you're out of this attraction phase, you can still absolutely generate that surge of hormones, that and lust I love feeling it. within a con- within the context of a deep, meaningful relationship. But you know what is really quick? I want to touch on that. You can do it when it comes to a 
relationship. Yes. An idea. You get stoked about an idea. You're lusting over this idea and you're excited. That's another way that you can lust. Mm -hmm. You can lust over an activity. If you're getting the results in the gym and you're seeing the way your body's developing, your mind is feeling these things it's never felt before. These are feelings. You look at yourself in the mirror, you've never seen those abs. Well, guess what? You've never felt that feeling because you saw those abs in Mm -hmm. the mirror. Just like with an idea or and I can say immediate satisfaction with social media. And again, we're, we're going right and left, but um, that could be dangerous, Is but it could also be good. It's like if I'm starting a business, I post a, uh, you know, my first post and I get a thousand likes. That's awesome. That's going to mm-hmm. keep me going. Well, because it re- it's, releasing, right it's releasing the same hormones. That's why. Yeah. 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 That's and that's saying. why. So in the, yeah. Is, and that's why in that context, all it is is releasing these hormones that it's a chemical reaction based upon perceptions that you have of something happening in your life. That's it. Right. That, that's it. That, and that's what's happening. So yes, you can, you can lust after a job. You can lust after a person. You can lust after a thousand likes on your Facebook. All of that releases these same, these same hormones. Now, and, and like you said, and like we've been harping on this whole time, just don't rely on that being the norm. Yeah. So I have a few tips that. that if you just keep in your pocket, oh, sure. you can, you can feel this emotion and feel good and keep it inspiring you. And it's not going to get dangerous. So I think the three things that you need to have, um, always, if you're gonna explore lust or if you're gonna allow it to make changes in your life is control, confidence, and constant self-development. So you have to have control over the decisions you make. Have control over your feelings. I know that people say, I can't help the way I feel. That's this huge popular saying, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. you can because you control your mind, you have control over your neuro patterns and all of that. And you can control it. You do, you, um, control the actions that you make that make your, make you feel like this. So therefore you have control. Um, and confidence that's huge is you have to be a confident person. You have to love who you are, love what you're doing. Then when you start to lust over someone, yeah, it's going to be dope. You're going to be into them, but you're also going to be like, I'm also this shit. He's lusting over me. His, his, um, new part in my life isn't, isn't giving me anything that I can't give myself if he wasn't here. Mm -hmm. I think you need to benefit from the relationship, but if he walks away, know that you're going to be completely okay by yourself because you just were before you met him. That's the thing is lust happens so quickly. Sometimes as you meet someone, you're into it. It's awesome. You know, it's inspiring, whatever, whatever. But then the moment they walk away, it only took you a week to forget who the fuck you were. Mm-hmm. And if you have confidence, that will never be a problem. Constant self-development is the last one. And I think that if you're constantly self-developing, whether it be uh, mentally, physically, when it comes to work, whatever it is, yes, this lust feeling is going to be an addition to your life, but you have these projects that you don't have time to allow lust to come in and just sweep the floor with your plans. So I think that if you're constantly trying to develop, whether it's at work or as an individual, you're building this wall and less isn't going to be able to trick you and get in your mind and take over because you're going to have control of the lust. Mm-hmm. I like all three of those. The, the control part is all about uh, using this part up here, the prefrontal cortex, the, the, the part that we develop after we develop that little brain in the back because our job is not just to 
just to hump and have babies anymore. I mean, we can do a lot more with our lives. And that's totally. why we, that's why we developed this whole prefrontal cortex and it's called hyperfrontality where you, you, st- you override all of the surging hormones and you, and you can actually control that level of, you know, c- kind of where you're going. Now that, that, uh, the confidence part is all about enmeshment. You don't want if, and that's what I remember. I, I brought this up a little bit earlier. If you're not secure in yourself, if you haven't done the work that we talk about every single week, yeah, you're gonna you actually look for enmeshment. And enmeshment means you attach, and that other person's life kind of gets enmeshed with yours, like like where you can't see where your hand ends and theirs begins, type of a thing. And that's why it's so extreme when they leave because it almost feels like you've lost a piece of yourself, which you haven't. Yeah. But that's what happens when you don't have a have a really developed sense of awareness and understanding. And that's, and again, that, that's where the awareness comes in. And then the last part in terms of keeping projects, then that's, that's all about keeping perspective and understanding that even though this is coming to your life, it's not your life. It doesn't define you in total. It's yeah. just an aspect of your life and it's a good part and that's great, but it shouldn't derail you from sure. you, you expanding as a person like the whole thing expanding. And that's just a piece of it. The person, hopefully, if it works out great, the person will be in your inner circle and they'll be able to, to help you out and to support yeah. you as you go. But they're not your circle. They're just and that's the thing is, inner circle. Uh, I want people to understand how important it is to to make whatever relationship it is that you're starting, wh- whether it's based off of lust or whatever, um, make it worth something. Like make it so that if it doesn't work out, you're still going to be involved in each other's life and maybe not as frequent, but you're still going to be good people to each other. And I think that that's how you know you're you're aware and you're doing something right is if you have past relationships where you're still homies with them, and I'm not saying you hang out every other day, but you are still good people to them. If something goes on, if uh, if a, a milestone hits in their life, you hit them up, whether it's on Facebook or whatever, saying, hey, like congrats proud of you mm-hmm. the, that's a solid relationship and you're doing something mm-hmm. right when it comes to that relationship work love career whatever um, it may be a couple things before we wrap up I think is to kind of get a grip on lust and I get it, it can sweep you away but slow down like slow mm-hmm. down you know my mom always said to slow down I, I was like a bull in a china shop when I was little and I still kind of end sometimes and I have to tell myself to slow down. And this is with decision making now as I get older. I mean, it's with everything. You have to slow down, look around, check where you're at um, mentally and physically and then make decisions based upon what you actually see in front of you and not what you're making up in your head. And then pay attention to the little things. You can meet a guy and he's great and he cooks for you and he's you know, got a tight button, whatever, but pay attention to the little things. Don't let the lust vision take over your eyes and like pay attention. There are signs that the universe will give you through this guy that tell you, cool, you're going to have fun tonight. Enjoy it. But he's not the one. There are signs. Absolutely. Every time he's not the one or she's not the one, those signs were there. I promise you in my life, in Tony's life, in all of our lives, those signs are always there. We just have to be clear and aware to see them. Exactly. I mean, you know, come on. You, you, I mean, you know. I mean, I'd have to. Well, sometimes really, you don't. It, yeah, I don't you know. You get so no, stoked really, on lust. Yeah, you do. You know, but but there's always, I mean, and you have a de- very developed intuition, Lex, yourself. There's there's always that something back there. And what happens is, is that a lot of times when you do know from a lo- from like a long-term purpose or like, a, oh, this is going to be something. You, you you kind of reframe it. You take it and you kind of like 
just frame a little piece of it and say, okay, day to day, I'm going to just be cool with it now. And, and it offers me something that I'm going to do now and it's going to be good. And that's all, that's all I expect. That's all I expect right. out of it. And, totally. and if you do, and if you do that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, that's not what we're saying. There's, there's anything wrong with any of this. It's just about what do you want? They, I, you know, we talk to clients all the time. And the first thing we ask is, what do you want? Why are you here? When they, when somebody's, yeah. when somebody's taken the time and the effort to contact one of us or, so, or some other coach or go to a therapist, they've already gotten to a point where they have some yearning inside of them to make a change or to, to want something. And a lot of times they don't know exactly what it is, but that's our job. Our job is to get them to clarify what they want. And in this circumstance, with the lust and the attraction and stuff, you can go in. If you want to get laid, just go out and, you know, work on getting laid. And that's fine if that's all totally. that it is. But if you, but if you want a, a long term relationship, then you got to know what you want and then the expectations that go along with that. I think you brought yeah. up some really great points. And so, um, I don't have anything else to add to what you said in terms of just chill, slow down. Cause when slow you slow down, when, chill, well, take well, responsibility we, for being a fucking adult. And if your heart breaks, your heart <laughs> breaks, but fucking jump back up and go on with your life i'm dealing with a client that actually are uh, mid-session her boyfriend broke up with her like mid, mid session like text her yeah <gasps> broke up broke up so <laughs> that's a sign dumpster f- oh well well yeah it's a total sign she's like because, she's like well, good thing i'm here otherwise well <laughs> interestingly enough the first half of that session was all was was all reasoning why he, the relationship was dysfunctional and holding her back from her being her true self Oh, perfect. What a surprise, right? Perfect. What yeah. a surprise. So, you know, just be open to those things. Try to be open to those things and and uh, and just know what you want. What do you want? Just know what you want and just be cool with it. That's all. Yeah. So. And I'm a real, like, tough coach. I give the whole tough love type of coaching because I'm huge at have responsible for you're responsible for yourself sorry this dude isn't responsible for telling you he's not responsible for being 100 percent honest with you he's a stranger that you just met that you're going out to dinner with have be have the responsibility of your own damn self and control that situation control those feelings you know people i mean i get a lot of I get a lot of backlash about kind of the way that I coach because um, I know it's not mean, but it's just direct. Yeah, but and that's I the think thing. That, that yeah, yeah. you do have sure. control of your emotions. And if, if you build that strength up there, I, you don't even need me anymore. That's it. No, but but and that's the whole that's the whole part of what we do. We're 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 not sitting there uh, giving you fish. We're giving you a fishing pole and then teaching you how to fish your damn self. Uh, yeah. we, you know, it, it's not, and that's a big difference between going to therapy long term and then going to find a good coach. Because a good totally. coach is going to teach I love you skills. A up. good coach is going to teach you knowledge and teach you skills, and then go run through some practice things with you in order for you to hone your own skills. Uh, to be able to catch yourself and to keep yourself in check and to be grounded and to be aware and to have perspective. Period. That that's that's our entire job. And that you know what that means? That means like you know I usually work with my clients for six weeks. That's it. That's it. Because that's sure. and maybe some you know follow ups and stuff. But that's that's all they need from me. And if they can't get it after six weeks and they can't work on themselves after after six weeks, then they they just wasted six weeks of their of their life. Right. So. Speaking, if you want to hit us up for a free consultation, it's how I run things. Hit up Tony at thejavabud.com. Email yeah, me Java at Bud. Lexi, uh-huh. Lexi at crucialawareness.com. Is it L-E-X-I, things, L-E-X-I, Lex? L-E-X-I at crucialawareness.com. Crucial My okay. site will be up in a month. I'm done with this class finally. 
on the 30th, which will be nice. And like I said, I have some real cool stuff that I've been noodling on to share with all my clients. Like I said, first half hour is a free consultation. I just want to see if we mesh. If you like me, if you don't like me, go to Tony. Vice versa. And if, you, and if you don't like me, find somebody else. Because that's what that's what I do too. Because if we don't mesh, then I'm not going to do you any good. And neither is Lex. And so, totally. you know, you should find somebody that you can work with. That's it. All right. Yeah, iTunes, to- SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Please rate and review. We love talking to you guys every week. Peace out.